whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I am Jessica Young. And we, and we are here to rant and rave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, those are two. That's two professional improvisers right there. That's that was right. planned. That was on the spot genius. You too can hire us for your next party down the we- road. Will you guys please hire us for anything, really? <laughs> we don't even have to attend the party if you want us to. Oh, just... we can zoom in with some yeah. improv tips and tricks and games. and Absolutely. $5,000 an hour. Please hit <laughs> us up. <laughs> Show to be a minimum of 40 minutes, not to exceed 45. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> Any other legal details you need to know about, do not contact us. Okay. <laughs> Jessica, how was your week? It was great. I got to go back down to San Diego. San Diego. And it was awesome. I got to see, I got to bring some friends down, some mutual friends of ours. I worked with the cops and they needed some new male actors in specific. And I brought down uh, John Conroy and Brian O'Connell. And they were phenomenal. Of course they were. That is something that you and I are really blessed Again, our lives, I think, forever changed when we got involved with I.O. West many years ago, our now defunct theater. Yes. we That changed our lives professionally, socially. That's how I met you. God knows maybe I would have never met you or half of these other people. But what I love about it is you always can count on people, not just as friends, but I have a literal like mental Rolodex. When people are looking for people for parts and very specific things, I'm like, oh, right off the top of my head, I can list 10 people that I trust and I would hire for anything that I know are going to be on time, deliver what you're looking for and all that. And of course, they did just that. Of course. And I will say, if there's any young actors out there that happen to listen to us, there's not. (laughs) But that is an important lesson of like people remember and people ask me constantly. I'm looking Mm -hmm. for this type of person, Mm -hmm. this height, male, female, whatever. Do you have any recommendations? And I constantly am giving. And you know who else is excellent at it? Who? Dan Tipton. Really? Yes, because he sat there watching our shows all those years. And he has a really excellent memory. We all know I Mm -hmm. mine's a toilet, but he has an excellent (laughs) memory. And he will be like, I'll try and think of people and I'll say, oh, I thought of this person. And he'll go, well, what about so-and-so? And And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. But people remember for years. They do. Because we were in our 20s when we were. (laughs) Yes. And they are always reliable. And and I made lifelong friends there. Yes. Case in point, you. Yeah. 
and people will come out of the woodwork. So that's something else, like a very important lesson to learn in life, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what kind of organization or group you're a part of, people remember, right? So even someone you haven't talked to in years, I've had people reach out and they're like, so-and-so recommended you. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Just blown away that they would think of me five years later when we nothing ever happened between us, but either we weren't close friends or time has passed, we've moved on. It's astonishing. So absolutely. I try to, no matter how much I hate something or no matter how I leave, job. to do a good job and just kind of leave smelling like a rose. Not yes, talk I, bad I try about that. people. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple of experiences on set where I was like, I know I wasn't at my best behavior because I felt in danger. And that's yes. a little bit different. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but for the most part, you really do have to be mindful of that. Yes. And then also, even just socially, people ask me, oh, I'm looking for this or whatever, mm-hmm. and not even say, do you know anyone? But it gives me the opportunity to go, well, I know someone. And my, my word means something. Thing because I yes. recommend people that I would trust and I would use. A hundred percent. So, I mean, here's a great example of that. I don't know if this is even interesting to our listeners. It's kind of Hollywood <laughs> behind the scenes, but but it's also a, a, an excellent opportunity for me to brag mm-hmm. on a friend. Um, I have a, our friend Kate. You know, I have always kind of, as Eric was to me, a mentor. Mm-hmm. If she has questions, she knows she can come to me and of whatever. Course. And, you know, I was able to recommend some her to some rep, some of my former rep mm-hmm. representation and it ended up working out for her and she just booked her first co-star on a network pilot. Fantastic. And so, you know, that's like, I put my trust in her because I know she shows up. I know she prepares. I know she yep. does a good job. Yep. And then she booked. So I'm like, oh, my my recommendation still holds weight, you know? Yes. And and also when I when I recommend, I very I always say there's no pressure. I happen to think this person is talented. I happen to think they can make you money. Mm-hmm. I happen to, but I don't even know if you're taking people right now. I never push certain right. anybody. I'm just like, this is a person that mm-hmm. if I were you, I would want. A hundred percent. So anyway, people remember stuff like that. You know, if, do. if our friend was a cuckoo pants who didn't have a key to my house, I certainly wouldn't have recommended her. <laughs> <laughs> So true. And those are things that last for years because even if she and I were not good friends, the things that she's helped me out with, the things that she's been in, I was in something for her. So I saw how that was run, how it was written, Mm -hmm. what was done with it. I would still recommend her for things even if we weren't close friends because I saw her work ethic. Absolutely. That's also something that I think you and I are able to do, which sometimes obviously isn't the easiest. But I always tell people, I'm like, look, I am able to separate the person from the, from the action ta- or whatever yes, you want, yes. however you want to put it. I may not like them, right? But I also know, oh, they're really good at what they totally. do. Totally, I I am the same way. I've recommended people that I would say, as a human being, I'm not interested in being close to. Right. <laughs> yes. But I do know their talent. And yes. then that's, you can't question that. Totally. God, Wild. that was quite a side tangent I know. about our careers. I know. Well, also <laughs> real quick before we jump out of it, the job that I just did in the, in a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. um, those people, and it, it was a big thing. It'll, you yeah. know, I'll be able to talk about it at some point, but they just saw me on TV. See? Legit just saw me and we're like her. But that's amazing. And that's how you just never know. You never know. You never know. And also I would say if you're meant to do this, like I say to Jessica, I know you're not where you want to be at the moment. Like who of us are anyway. 
but like, I so firmly believe in you. And I tell you that all the time. You're such an amazing talent. Um, and because of the conversation we just had of people remembering you, people knowing how good you are mm-hmm. and your work ethic, I guess I'm just saying on this Monday, don't give up, Jess. You're super talented. Ah, you're really nice. That's the truth. You're kind. It's the truth. You, I'm actually not kind. I'm kind of a bitch. But I do think you're really talented. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been a major help to me in so many ways. I can't even put into words. But I, I love and appreciate you, champion championing me but you know what i, I hope on my heart i i will champion anyone that i that i'm like why do people not know who that person is it's ridiculous that is stupid to me it's well, stupid that the world doesn't know who you are to be it's, it's very kind and i felt that way about my you know i had a podcast before this with allison yes. royer and we don't do it anymore but i felt the same way about her i was like that chick's funny man people need to know who she is yep I'm just not self. I'm. I try not to be anyway. I hope I'm not selfish about like. Yeah, but what about me? <laughs> but that's the way I like to live my life. Not at all. I am the luckiest girl in the world. I'm surrounded by no joke the funniest people alive. Yes. How could I possibly be mad about that? You just can't. You just can't. <laughs> so true. Thank you. You're welcome. It's very lovely. Truth bombs on this Monday. Take a swig of Monster Dana and shut your mouth. Go. Okay. I still don't know how you drink that. It's so, I crave it. Gives it gives me palpitations just watching it go down your gullet. No, I crave it. On the weekends <laughs> is when I get it mostly. That's why I have one now because I begged Dan to and I'm like, hey, me on your monster. <laughs> it doesn't make you all crazy and speedy and twitchy eyed. Jessica, you just described me every second of every day. No, there's no change. Oh, my God. There's no change. That's just how I walk the earth. Stop it. <laughs> I don't really have anything to report about my week. It was pretty good. My family's mm-hmm. all doing well, which is Great. important to me. I do notice that I am becoming worse about I don't want to see people. Uh, not even people I like. And it's not because I'm scared. I'm just like, I am done with people. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could have went on a hike with a friend that's in my tribe Mm -hmm. um, who I know is vaccinated, boosted. We wear masks Mm -hmm. outside over here at my peaceful place. And I was like, nah. And I climbed in my bed, did not sleep. I wasn't sleeping. I was watching Uh crime shows. I think it's something that Uh, Again, it feels very isolating. And when you have those feelings, you think, well, this isn't normal or I'm the only one. More and more people I talk to, both friends and even strangers, as I encounter people through different jobs, I think so many people are feeling that way. And we all have been through so much over the last Mm. couple of years. And you're just not all right up there no anymore. no i'm shutting down so. yeah like i i also feel that way i'm like uh the thought of taking a shower i mean it, it's girl pathetic, quite I'm frankly, stand but I'm like, up. the thought of taking a shower i can't can do i it. stand up and show you what i'm wearing right now okay yes. so first of all i have this huge zip patch on that i just was like well jessica's gonna have to look at it because i want to get rid of it okay and then i'm wearing this big green sweater or gray sweater but i can show you the bottom this is an old dress that I turned into pajamas with my sports bra under it. So uh-huh. that's effective. Oh, that's then, a nice sports bra. Oh, thanks. It really holds up these honkers. Okay. <laughs> and then Dan Tipton's pajama pants. Love it. Love it. 
and the sloth slippers you gave me for Christmas. Yes. I look like legitimately a true uh, vision. Who lives in a in a mental institution? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to look any different every day. Same. I'm telling you, like the thought of having to shower, put on makeup, do my hair, wear a decent outfit, and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm just it's too not much. that interested. <laughs> I'm not either. I legitimately had to run an errand yesterday and I walked out of the house. First of all, I put them on knowing this. I have a bad habit of washing my socks. I don't put them together when I take them off. Mm -hmm. So sometimes my socks get separated in separate batches of laundry for weeks at a time Uh because I will then wear unmatching socks. A hundred percent. Unapologetically. I had on overalls that barely come down to my ankles. You could Mm -hmm. clearly see that one sock was pastel pink. And the other one was bright purple. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. People are probably like, that lady's cool. She clearly made that choice. She's got no Fs to give. And they're right on that point. They're right on both points. Sock choices. But it's not from being cool. It's from being crazy. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my week. You know what? Actually, the, one of the reasons I know this is a good segue into my rant, if you're mm-hmm. ready. Yeah. One of the reasons I think I have started getting a little weird in the last few weeks is my child went back to school in yep. person, and which is terrifying to me. Yes. But I told him when he was vaccinated, he could go back. And I will say that, though, I think there are more secrets than we would like to know regarding mm-hmm. COVID in the Los Angeles school system. I do think they're making an effort. Mm-hmm. And It's been a real bad problem, but I know my son is vaccinated. He's an excellent mask wearer, excellent hand washer. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't couldn't ask for better in that regard. So we've been okay. However, that means that the school day goes and then Mm -hmm. he sees our friend Kira. She helps him with homework. She's kind of Mm -hmm. a tutor, you know, that kind of thing. So I am alone from early, early morning until – yeah, you don't know. I show up 20 minutes early and sit outside their house because I just want him so bad. Like, and I only get him for a few hours in the evening. Now, there are days that he doesn't go over there because I'm just like, I need some time. But sure. for, for two years, it was he go to school uh, online mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. our friend and mm-hmm. then she was, you know, his school tutor. Yep. And then I would get him in the early, early afternoon. You know, totally. So I had time to get all my stuff done I needed to do outside the home if there were errands or if I needed to haul something or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then come back, do some outside plant work so that by the time my child got home, we could hang out. He doesn't really want to. He doesn't, he's not interested in that. (laughs) Um, But I can do laundry and dishes and it's still quality. We're still together, right? Yep. So that hasn't been the case. And I can tell the more you ice are isolated, the less you want to see people. Yeah. So like the only person I want to see is him and my husband yep. really. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can feel it getting progressively worse, but I think it really does roll into my rant a little bit because, so this is from an article in the UK's mirror. Parenting is hard work and pretty much everyone will tell you the hardest part is never getting a day off from it. Regardless of whether you're a stay at home mom or you work 50 hours a week, being a parent 
is a full-time role. And that is so true because in those times where it was just me, Dan Tipton and I had to work really hard about laying out Mm -hmm. uh, what was whose responsibilities to, so that each of us didn't get resentful and feel like, because I don't have a typical job. Right. One, my job is never over because part of my job is networking and selling myself Yes. and public presentation. Okay. So almost always, we have talked about this before in our industry, you go to a party. It's not really a party. It's part of your job. Right. And so there's constant that going on. But then at the same time, I'm trying to keep up with all the mom stuff too. And my husband works long, long hours. Yes. So when he comes home, he does not want to do anything. And I seriously don't blame him, but there are times I need him. Mm -hmm. to do something on the weekends or whatever. So Mm -hmm. anyway, this was interesting to me. Um, Being being a parent is a full-time role. So you can understand why one mom has been left feeling frustrated after her husband started demanding a day off from childcare so he can have a bit of much-needed me time despite the fact that they both work full-time. A lot of people don't consider a stay-at-home mom a full-time job. (laughs) I'm here to tell you it is a full-time. The amount of laundry and dishes, and I only have one child. Mm -hmm. Some people have multiple. I don't know how they do it. Right. Um, the man who holds pretty traditional values that men should be the breadwinner and women should deal with childcare, don't get me started, argues <laughs> that because he earns more money and is able to contribute more financially, that he should be entitled to more time away from their toddler. Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to be earning that money and have the life that you do if she wasn't at home keeping your shit together. Mm-hmm. Okay? Unacceptable. I'm not a stay-at-home mom and never could be. Hats off to those women. I can't hack it, and we also can't afford it. The frustrated mom wrote on Mum's Net. So this is obviously British. It's UK mirror. But um, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me because I She feel, works too. Yeah, she works full-time too. That's so stupid to me. Even if she didn't. You know, this is something that Dan Tipton and I have really had to navigate in our marriage yes. because when I do work, it's very easy for me to have 16-hour days. Mm-hmm. So that's exhausting. Yes. When I'm not working, there's that constant burden on your shoulders of there is work. I still need to be writing. I still mm-hmm. need to be going, what's my next move? What's my next project? What's my there are things that we ourselves can do mm-hmm. to try and promote or whatever. So there's sure. all that. And then I'm the only one. Can I tell you a secret right now that's really embarrassing? Yes. I have let my toilet bowl mm-hmm. get yuckier than I ever would normally just to see how long it would take that man to clean it. Yes. Today's the last day. I can't handle it. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to start having animals live in there if I don't. (laughs) (laughs) don't But I feel like it does require a conversation where I'm like, I should have said something to you and not expect you to read my mind. Mm -hmm. I was testing and that's not fair. (laughs) Right. I, I do that too. But if you see, can you please, because you boys are the nasty ones on that toilet. And Jessica, I'm on my hands and knees cleaning around that toilet and in mm-hmm. that toilet at least two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. I I have a shark mop vacuum. I shark mop and vacuum at least every other day. Mm-hmm. These are things that he does not do. I do all of the dishes. Now, he works 16-hour days and he's exhausted. Fine. I don't expect it. But you know what he does in return for me that's very helpful and it helps even things out? Hmm. When he gets up for work, which is before we get up for school and stuff, mm-hmm. he packs Henry's lunch 
and puts Aww. it in his backpack. And that is something I don't have to worry about when I when right. we are getting him ready. That's already done. Yep. So I can focus on making sure his clothes maybe match if he mm -hmm. wants, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I can just focus on him and not having to rush around getting things prepared. Yes. Now, could I do it? Absolutely. Could I do it the night before? hundred percent. But that is a contribution from him that Henry is also aware of. Mm -hmm. And he loves it. He yeah. knows that his daddy makes his lunch totally. and he will say to me, daddy gave me this today. Daddy gave me that. And so like, cute. That feels like a partnership. Yes. Now, let's address, because I'm curious to know what your opinion is. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about him asking for time off from childcare? I think that that's unacceptable unless it's going to be reciprocated. Because, yeah. yes, there are certain cases where it's like, cool, maybe that's doable, but we're going to share in this as well. So if you get to have a day off mm -hmm. to not have to have any responsibilities as far as that, which is kind of impossible, aren't you going to see your kid? Yeah, aren't, I mean, you don't get be a in their day life off. Seven days a week. If that's you can. not an option. We're talking hours here. You don't right. get a whole day off. You, did, you shouldn't have had children if you wanted days off of not watching them. Right. You don't even get a cat with that, okay? Exactly. <laughs> but I think maybe it's a every other week and you choose the day. Whatever day works for you, whether it's a Sunday, that's probably not realistic, but it also depends. What do I know? I don't know their jobs or their schedule. Right. If they work Monday through Friday, it would have to be a Saturday or a Sunday that you get like an, a few-hour pocket. You want to go golf. You want to go do something uh -huh. for just you. Now, I would add to that that mm – -hmm trading on and off, I think every third. So like her one week, him the next, and then the next, I think they should do something together. Correct. I'm not saying I do that, <laughs> but I probably should. Right. You know, mom needs a break too. Mom needs okay. a break. I do respect that dad works and needs some time for him too, because I often think about that on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Dan is definitely now, we still take turns with night-night duties, making sure he's getting around sure. and all that stuff. But I want Dan to have a little bit of time just to him because he doesn't get it when he's at work. He's busy right. nonstop. So if he wants to sit in his underwear and play video games several hours on a day, I don't have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. Where I would say to this guy, you don't get a full day, period. You just Correct. don't. Um, you do deserve some time to yourself for sure, but so does she. Yes. And I don't. <laughs> Bringing in more money doesn't That's mean not, you're working harder. I don't I'm care not saying that to be she, mean. I don't care if she didn't bring in a penny because <laughs> if you had to pay someone for all that she does at home, you'd be in the poor house. You'd be right. paying a full salary to a woman to keep yes. your or to a man who it doesn't even matter gender. Yes. Anybody at home is holding down the fort, period. And yes. if you had to pay people to take care of the things that, and responsibilities that that person does, you might change your mind. A lot. Exactly. It's a full-time job. Yes. You'd be paying a lot of overtime. Yep. So get that idea out of your head. And it's not – women were not put on this earth to service men and their families. No one was, was put on this earth for Correct. that. If you do that, that's your choice and that's what fulfills you and makes you loved. But if mm -hmm. you have a person in your life who is a stay-at-home person, you make sure that they get the time they need, that they feel – respected and valued and appreciated mm -hmm. you don't say well that's your job because right. if that's how you want it then you best start negotiating an hourly rate plus percent unacceptable otherwise i agree i do think everybody needs a little bit of time so you work that out but it's yes. got to be it's got to be respectful on both sides yes period. 
And whoever I'm single moms, I don't know how you do it. You are warriors. My sister yes. was a single mom for years, and I just don't know how people do that. Single mom, single dad. Yep. Um, I just don't know how you do it. Hats off to you. Like yes. literally, whatever child you are raising, I hope they they grow up to almost worship you because you're a hero. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, those are my thoughts. No, I totally agree. And the one thing to end on, it's like whoever is the stay at home parent, uh, their job is never ending. So I understand people come in from work and are tired, but it's like, right. you know how tired that parent that's been dealing with a kid or kids all day long with no break is. And if you're projecting onto <laughs> them, what you do is not valuable. It's not worthy. It's not hard. Uh-huh. They are only going to keep devaluing themselves more until it's and a resent problem. you resentful. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It's a problem. Yeah. Yep. And you don't want that, or you're gonna your house is gonna fall apart. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, this old girl gets out in the driveway and pours some cement and cracks. Like I'm keeping this shit going. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I also appreciate and respect what he does too. It's real sure. hard. Yes. And I hate it when it comes into my home and it's here all the time. Yep. You know, that man, he works basically seven days a week. Yes. So I, I do understand the need for time, but it's got to be mutual and respectful. A hundred percent. Well, in the way that only you and I can manage, we seem to always, and I love this, have one rant that is of a more serious oh, no. nature <laughs> and then one that's clearly not of the most important things in life. Like but probably still needs said. to be spoken about. <laughs> this is just, it's a rant, that's for sure. But my God, it's just more infuriating than anything. So this is a, a, a Jessica rant and this is about putting food or alcohol in your hotel room mini fridge and uh -oh. forgetting to take it with you when you check out of the hotel. Oh no. <laughs> so y'all, I have done this twice this month. I have traveled twice for work and I've thought, you know, when I have free time, when I'm done working for the day, because of COVID, I'm not going out and about. I'm just right. usually going back to my hotel room. And honestly, it's been nice just to have a big, clean room with a super comfy bed and all that so i'm like i'm gonna take a little something with me and relax well i just have completely forgotten about it and not really been in the mood i guess and a few weeks ago i brought some new dry ciders that i really liked i'm like i'm gonna take a couple of cans and maybe i'll i'll have a cider or two to unwind yes nope. Nope. forgot about it oh no and then this past Thursday was my anniversary, and I brought a bottle of my favorite rosé with me. I offered it to Brian and John. Huh, funny. They weren't interested. They preferred for us to go and grab a cocktail. I was driving home literally like a good half hour from the hotel, and I thought, man, I can't wait to have a glass of that rosé oh, that's no. sitting in my mini fridge. No. And Dana... I can't believe it, but I'm going to tell you, I did for a split second think I'm going to turn around and go get it. I might have. How far along were you? <laughs> it was 30 minutes. And then I was uh, like, you know was what? Was it expensive? No. Yeah. I mean, just but I was like, <laughs> I hope because I always wonder, I'm like, what happens with that kind of stuff? You know, like. Yeah. Does housekeeping keep it? Is it turned oh, into lost think? and found? Like, what do they eventually do with it? 
food, I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, and I would yeah, throw that out throw no matter away. what. But Even if, it if it was an was... unopened bottle of rose, I'm gonna drink that. Okay. That's God's gift to me. So I keep <laughs> hilarious. He's like, I... you did a good job at clean at work cleaning this hotel. Here's a bottle of rose, Dana. <laughs> I keep doing this and I'm just so frustrated. Also, I almost took it out like the morning of I was like, I'm going to take it out and put it on the console or I'm going to forget it. And then I'm like, no, I'll wait and let it stay as cold as possible for as long as possible and then take it out. It's so stupid. It's going to be unrefrigerated and in my car. I'm going to have to refill it anyways. Why didn't I just take it out? (laughs) Well, you're so funny because you and I don't have the same problem. So sometimes if I work out of town, I have to, you know, obviously they'll put me up in a hotel and I had this job where I was gone for several weeks and Mm -hmm. living in this, in this hotel. And (laughs) one of the first few nights I got there, I don't, I'm not well traveled y'all. I think that's pretty clear. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I stayed in a hotel room until I was in my mid twenties. Really? Like, oh yeah, we just if if we vacationed, it was to mm-hmm. go see family, and we stayed with them. Right? Mm-hmm. It's expensive to put a family in a hotel. So anyway, one of that first week I was there, the the mini fridge had all these <laughs> drinks and stuff in it, and this was mm-hmm. a fancier hotel. Obviously, mm-hmm. I wasn't paying for it, so <laughs> they had all these drinks and stuff, and I just moved them all, squished them over to the sides, and put all my stuff in there. And so that's this other person I was working with came into my room at one point and I was like, oh, do you want to drink? And he's like, you have drinks in here? I was like, yeah, I just put it in the fridge. I went shopping, you know. He's like, what do you mean you put it in the fridge? What happened to all the stuff in there? And I go, oh, I just moved it. He goes, Dana, they have sensors on them. When you move it, they charge you. I was like, nah. He's like, yes, call the front desk and get a print out of your tr- Everything in that mini fridge had been charged. So I no. was losing my mind. I go down the front desk and I'm like, I didn't know. It's all still there. You can check. I didn't even have it. They were like, don't worry about it. Poor oh. kid. I'm sure that's what they were thinking. Oh my God. They didn't charge me because it was. It was all there. I so I just ended up, what I was going to suggest to you with small things like a bottle of rosé, mm-hmm. why don't you just use your ice bucket? put your rosé in the ice bucket. I haven't seen an ice bucket in the hotel since COVID. Oh, COVID. Even though they have plastic bags? I know. And they have plastic. I'm telling you because I thought that too. I'm like, why don't I put it in the ice bucket and then I will not forget it. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Also, I thought you were going to tell me that because you hadn't been to a hotel that you opened it and go, holy cow, and then consumed everything (laughs) in there, not realizing that that mini bottle of gin was $20. Totally. Thank God I wasn't. (laughs) I I did know that much. I did know this is not free. But I moved it all and it looked like I had emptied that fridge. Can you imagine what they thought? They were like, this girl lost her mind one night and just ate that whole fridge. Oh, my God. And it was like there were liquor, candy bars, cookie, Uh like anything you can imagine. Yep. Things that don't even go together. Like I'm not going to eat a Kit Kat and a cup of cottage cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So in case you didn't know, don't move that stuff in the fridges. Not at a fancy place because they got sensors. No. That was like a Four Seasons or something. Maybe not all hotels are like that. (laughs) I think I need to start traveling with a pack of Post-its. Oh, that's smart to make notes for yourself. 
Or at least, I mean, also, they're not really putting notepads and pens in the rooms anymore, yeah. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am yeah, my father's daughter. I need to write a note, which again, I don't know what is wrong with me. I'm like, I'm going to write a note and put it like on the bathroom sink because I'll like check again before I leave. Mm-hmm. Nope, just couldn't be bothered. Well, guess what? <laughs> Joke's on me. Yeah. And it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's so aggravating though because you got it because you were like, "This is a treat. This is I'm gonna reward." Yes, I'm sorry, Jessica. I mean, you're right. You learn, right? I mean, is it the biggest problem in the world? No, no. But these days, any little sprick of happiness we can have, we really need. (laughs) That's right. Uh, well, do you, are you ready for a cleansing breath? Oh, I think I am. Oh, I think I am too. What <laughs> we like to do, y'all, if you're new around here, we like to rant out things. Sometimes they're big and important. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're, hey, I left my rosé in a hotel fridge. <laughs> 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 but I, Jessica and I firmly believe it is just as important in times of stress to go mm-hmm. ahead and rant about the things that are normal that just agitate us so that we have a sense of normalcy in our lives, which yep. – Let's be honest, y'all. Not all of us have had a lot since 2020. Nope. So then we like to get it out, and then we take a deep breath in, blow out all of that anxious energy, and fill up with goodness and happiness and good mm-hmm. news and all that stuff. So if you have are in a place where you can scream it out, I recommend don't hurt your throat. Make sure you use your diaphragm. But I'm telling you, it feels real good, and it makes you giggle. If you yes. aren't in a place to do that, still take a second to breathe with us. You're going to feel good. I promise. I promise. Oh, and I'm yeah. not in, I'm not into woo-woo stuff usually. Like I can't meditate. My brain's too anxious and stupid for that. So, <laughs> but this really will help. So let's take a deep breath in. And ah. <sighs> Lovely. Very also, nice. I've been thinking for about a year about getting a sound bowl to help me with that meditation problem. Why not? I think they're so pretty. My girlfriend they Laura. They are beautiful. I have, my girlfriend Laura has one and hers, this, I don't know what it is. They say certain megahertz affect you differently and stuff. Yes. And I'm always like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. But I'm telling you that the sound that her bowl makes, she, she sent me a video one time. I was like, oh, I could feel myself like vibrationally relaxing to yes. if I had it in my house, in Absolutely. my comfort zone, you know? So anyway, something to look into, Dana. When they do the gong at yoga, I mean, Uh I haven't been to a yoga class since COVID, but I would go to yoga with my friend Scarlett a lot and they do a gong. And every time I'm telling you it, and it's not like bong, bong, like you're picturing the way that they tap these giant brass gongs. It makes this shh, almost like rain. It's a vibration. Yeah. And the yogi who's leading the class does it. And it literally makes me feel like I'm floating and like traveling through the cosmic sphere of space. It's incredible. And I get lucid. And my friend every time is like, Jessica. It's probably like the fifth time she said my name and I feel like a jolt. And it's her shaking me because every time I'm like, literally darth vadering the shit out of that yoga class and i'm like oh my god she goes everyone's looking at you oh no (laughs) but i passed the f out i wish somebody put a gong in my bedroom and did that for me to go to sleep at night all right so here's the deal 
I need to look for a sound bowl bath. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Sound bowl. What do you call those? I think a sound bowl. Singing yeah. bowl. A singing, singing bowl. Singing bowl. Singing bowl. <laughs> And then and you can have a sound bath with a You can bowl. FaceTime me while you're doing it, and then I'll and go to sleep. Need... Thank you. Sounds great. There we go. <laughs> you need a song. <laughs> I need a singing bowl. <laughs> I will tell you, though, because you sent me a video sometime last year. I still have it on my phone of this woman who named the specific frequency uh-huh. and how it can change. The, and I showed that to Alan and he got really into Sofeggio sounds and oh. he loves it. And yeah. every single day, and he usually, it depends on his schedule, but because he works such odd hours, yeah. he either does it before he goes to work or if it's a day that he goes to work really early and has to be back early in the morning and doesn't want to sleep, he does a 15 to 20 minute meditation. He puts on his like big headphones like we're wearing now uh-huh. and he just lays in bed. He's like, I don't go to sleep, but it puts me in like this lucid state. It calms oh. me down. He swears by it. He does it every day now. Well, I, that's interesting to hear because, you know, I did send you one of the, I think I've sent you a couple of different ones over mm-hmm. the last year or so. And mm-hmm. whenever they pop up in my Instagram or TikTok feed, I always close my eyes and listen. Yeah. But, and I'm like, now I'm thinking, why don't I do Why didn't I mm-hmm. do like Alan and make that sort of a routine? Because you don't have to do it very long. Instantly, you can feel that vibration. And I'm not like you said yoga. Can I be honest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only yoga I have ever done baby goat yoga i'm so happy to hear that i was gonna say i hope it's that but i don't think it is it is great i went and did it actually with allison royer and jillian bell the three of us and i'll tell you what i didn't get much yoga done no i mean just constant on my back me next jump on my back you see me me just (laughs) and when they do their little poopies they sweep them so fast you don't even smell them or see them like they're following you know Uh, and i think one of them may have had a diaper on i'm not sure but anyway well you you will love this and it's somewhere in the valley i don't know where remember where exactly a friend of mine who I've been doing the cop jobs with for years, mm-hmm. she is also a yoga teacher. She has been teaching classes at COVID outdoors at the, I think it's called Kindred Spirits Animal Sanctuary. <gasps> oh, wow. And I'm always like, I want to go. But when she's done it, I've never been able been to able make to. the class. Yeah. Maybe that's something Maybe this year do we can yes. do if she keeps up with that. <gasps> that would be so cool. Because again, just being around the animals alone, it's I think so would relax you. Yes, I love just it. Just like the gentle barn. I felt high after going there all day. I literally felt euphoric. Yeah. Just from touching and being around animals. Well, it's been proven that petting an animal does release serotonin in your yes, brain. 100%. That's why animals are so good for people. Yep. I mean, I put my entire face in Ollie's belly because he is huge. Yes. And so fluffy. And I just put my face in it and listen, yes, for 15 to 20 minutes after I'm wiping cat hair off my <laughs> nostrils and eyelids. Uh-huh. But it's so worth it. <laughs> yes. A little fluff. Oh, he's such a fluffer nutter. He is. Okay. Are we ready to move into corners? Let's do it. Did we need to wrap anything up? Because I'm not firing on all cylinders and you might be the first person other than Henry and Dan I've talked to in a few days. I think we are moving remarkably smooth given our track record. We've just been rolling. I'm serious. We've (gasps) just been rolling into one thing after the other and not going 
Yes. Last day of January and we are doing it. That's right. We're getting it done. 2022, you better watch out. Watch out. Watch out, 2022. We need we need you to be good. And if you're not, we'll hate you forever, just like 2020. Okay. Or we'll call you the way we call 2021, you know, 2020 and lipstick. We'll find a name for you, 2022. Right. Don't come at us wrong. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up first for corners. I have one of my one of my faves. I always love this corner. Yes. It gives me hope for the future. This is a kids are amazing corner. Mm-hmm. Middle school student saves two lives in one day. Unreal. Unreal. This is I'm already article, on board. I know, right? This is an article from NPR.org written by Rachel Treisman. This sixth grader gave a classmate the Heimlich and saved a woman from a fire all in one day. Also, just the cutest little face. Mm-hmm. I want to squeeze him. <laughs> <laughs> An 11-year-old boy from Oklahoma is being... Oh, from Muskogee, Oklahoma. I used to have family there. Oh, wow. An 11-year-old boy from Oklahoma is being honored for his heroism after he saved a choking classmate, which also kudos to him for being 11 and knowing how to do the Heimlich. Yes. Big deal. Mm-hmm. And rescued a woman from a house fire in one day. Davon Johnson was named an honorary member of both the sheriff's office and the police force How cute. and was recognized by the board of education in his hometown of Muskogee, a city about 50 miles Southeast of Tulsa. Davon performed the Heimlich maneuver on a classmate on December 9th. And that evening helped a woman from her house that was on fire. Um, Muskogee County Sheriff's office quoted on Facebook last week, the Muskogee public schools posted a series of photos showing Davon posing with his various awards and certificates. He just is so unassuming, too. He's like, know. just so sweet and smiling. He's not like, yeah, I'm a hero. <laughs> Davon performed an abdominal thrust, also known as the Heimlich Maneuver, on a classmate at the 6th and 7th grade academy at Ben Franklin, according to Eden News. And Eagle, Principal Latricia Dawkins, told the newspaper that a student was trying to loosen the cap of his water bottle with his mouth. When he choked and stumbled into a nearby classroom where Davon rushed over immediately to help. Davon immediately sprinted over this a quote. Davon immediately sprinted over and did the Heimlich maneuver, Duncan said. From the account of witnesses, when he did it, the bottle cap popped out. Whoa. Also, I don't open I try not to open things with my teeth anymore because I chipped my front mm-hmm. tooth pulling out a staple once when I was young. Don't use your teeth for things like that. I never dreamed that you could swallow a bottle cap. <laughs> No, but I, apparently you can. Okay, when you said it popped out, of yeah. course, my mind immediately went to Mrs. Doubtfire giving the Heimlich to Pierce Brosnan. Oh my god, yes, when he puts the hot pepper on his jambalaya and then a yes. full shrimp just shrimp flies out, shoots out of his mouth and goes across the restaurant out of that very classy man's mouth. <laughs> hot jambalaya. <laughs> That movie is so classic. It never gets old. One of the best. It's so sweet. You didn't already know that I'm obsessed with it, and you better believe it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. Do yourself the favor and watch it, because my husband, who I can count on one hand how many times he's cried in his life, cried watching Mrs. Doubtfire. He's never really seen it. Yep. I just such a sweet, sweet I just revealed film. that. It's beyond. It's beyond. It's also hilarious. Robin Williams is just amazing. It's the best. It's the best. 
Okay, so back to this. Yes. He, he sprinted over. Davon told the newspaper that he had learned the maneuver on YouTube Amazing. and encouraged others to learn it in case of emergencies. Excellent, uh, Davon. Great. Later that same day, Davon saved a woman from a burning house. He said he saw her with her walker on her porch and crossed the street to get her into her truck <sighs> and leave. I thought, oh, she's not moving fast enough, he told Tulsa's News on oh 6. Oh, my God. So I ran across the street and helped her to her truck. Dawkins told the News and Eagle that Davon is well-liked by his classmates. I mean, clearly. He's okay. just precious. Um, calling him a kind soul and a dual hero. He has always indicated that he wants to be an EMT, she said. So he got to put that desire into action and immediately saved that young man. This is I just unreal. got chills. Yes. I just got chills. He is the cutest. And like, what a level-headed child. No joke. Like, sprints into action when his classmate's in trouble. Sprints yes. over to get that lady into her truck out of her burning yes. house. Like, holy cow, little one. You are special. Protect God, him. The protect, world. You guys, we got to protect Davon at a yes. cost. <laughs> How lucky will this world be if he becomes an EMT? We have a Davon Johnson out there. Oh, Come bless on. his heart. Bless his heart. I love this so, so much. I do too. You know, also, I saw, let me I just, tell you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I don't know if you had to take certification, but I did in high uh -huh. school. I guess yeah, we didn't have yeah. to. I chose to. Yeah. I got certified in CPR and all that. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. I, can't I don't remember. know that I, I, first of all, I can't remember, but I don't know that I would have been calm enough to be able to do it properly. Like you have to just kind of just the facts, ma'am. Right. Well, and, and I'm sorry, and but let's point it, out. Actually. Let's, oh, have they? Mm -hmm. I Now, if someone, if I was on the phone with 911 and they gave me a quick reminder, I'd be okay. But not this kid, dude. Let me just point out this kid. He moved to action before his teacher. Yes. And that's nothing on his teacher because that something like that is shocking. It takes a minute to process. Yep. Not for Davon. Nope. He was on it. And he just did it. And, and he just did, did it. it. Right. <laughs> yes. And then getting all these awards and everything, just the sweetest, most little humble smile. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hero. At 11? <laughs> Are you kidding? Y'all going to give news. me the, the city? That's right. Call my friends. I'm on the news. <laughs> Just so sweet. Kids are amazing. So it gives cute. it gives me hope for the future. It really, really does. I agree. Well, in keeping with today's theme, we're going to go from a very noble corner to a very what <laughs> corner? This is an animal instincts. <clears throat> a okay. Well, first of all, most importantly, this is from our resident uh, contributor, Spooky from Oddity Central. Yes. Uh, this is an Animal Instincts Corner. Swedish startup trains crow to pick up litter in exchange for food. Uh, Love it. If you they're so don't smart. Know this, they're super smart. They yeah. are. I know crows can be kind of weird. They are everywhere in my neighborhood. And they sound like the pigs and angry birds. And I hear <laughs> them all day long. But I, am I don't know why you haven't them. tried to make friends with them. They'll bring you presents, dude. They're... The ones on my street are like from a, a horror film. They're giant. Yeah, like they giant. They walk you down can... the street, uh, the whole murder of them, and yeah. I just move out of the way. Well, I will say LA has had a problem in the past few years with some teenage murders of crows that behave like violent gangs. 
Oh, God. So, so maybe don't make friends with them. I don't know. Yes. No. <laughs> Isn't that weird? They had a problem with it. So they weird. were they were wild and aggressive because they were teenagers all in a murder together and they had no authoritarian leader and they were just out of control. Kind of like the elephants that their parents were all yes. murdered and they got yes. crazy and violent because they had no adult to teach them. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, I'm taking so a real wild. Go. So wild. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, I mean, it's much like how things pan out with humans that don't Indeed. have that. Yep. Corvid Cleaning, a Swedish startup specializing in training crows to pick up litter in exchange for food, claims that its program could save communities a fortune in, in cleaning costs. According to the Keep Sweden Tidy Foundation, love the name. Mm-hmm. Over a billion cigarette butts are left on Sweden's <laughs> streets every year, which represents about 62% of all litter. Ew. Uh-huh. It's a major problem. I guess. I didn't know Swedes were big smokers like that. Yeah. I have to say, just to toot my own horn, um, when I did smoke, I tried to be really mindful, and I kept a cup in my car that I would put my cigarette butts out in so i didn't throw them out the window because that's dangerous as hell and mm-hmm. yes i did get a ticket from throwing a cigarette out the window the cop read me the riot act and he was right he's mm-hmm. like you threw a lit object out of a moving vehicle i got like a 300 ticket for that aye, aye, aye. yeah but also i would smoke in like you know, I used to hide uh, my place of work when I smoked. And then at the end of the day, I would gather all of the butts and put them in a little bag and throw them away. Where did so you I, keep them until then? Uh, in the corner, like behind a building where nobody was oh, going God, around. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Anyways, if you smoke, please keep your cigarette butts. Don't let in it. God. Yeah. Teaching humans not to throw cigarette butts on the street has so far proven impossible, but a Swedish startup claims it can teach the crows to pick up after us and save local communities millions in, of crone, crony, I don't remember how you pronounce their currency, in cleaning fees every year. Corvid Cleaning teaches wild crows to do our dirty work through a step-by-step learning process that involves rewarding them with food for every single cigarette butt they collect. That's amazing. Now, it is amazing, and it shows the birds holding it in their mouth, and they bring it over to like this contraption that they put it in. It says they are easier to teach, and there's also a higher chance of them learning from each other. At the same time, there's a lower risk of them mistakenly eating rubbish. They're wild birds taking part on a voluntary basis. Although Gunther Hansen hasn't, done, hasn't gone into details about the step-by-step teaching process, We assume it is very similar to the crow box we featured a few years ago. Basically, the birds are first trained to associate cigarette butts with food, then a food dispenser that only drops food when the bird arrives is introduced. Then by taking the food rewards away, trainers incentivize investigation so that crows start pecking on the machine, eventually hitting a button that causes the food to drop. This opens the way to the fourth step, where the birds discover that the reward drops only when they put cigarette butts in an assigned container. It sounds complicated, but crows are among the smartest birds on Earth, and such training programs have proven successful several times in recent years. In fact, Corvid Cleaning is so confident it can pull it off that it has expressed interest in testing it on a larger scale. In the town of Sodertalj. 
pardon my awful pronunciation. Christian Gunther Hansen believes that the initiative could save the municipality at least 75% of the costs involved with picking up cigarette butts, depending on how hard the crows work. If it proves successful, Corvid Cleaning hopes it will provide a permanent cleaning solution that can be implemented in other parts of the country and eventually nationwide. The novel approach to litter cleaning has gotten positive feedback online, but there are those who ponder the ethical implications of the project. The very fact that we can train crows to pick up cigarette butts, but we can't get humans not to throw them away is hard to accept. Amen. Yeah. Plus, there are the health implications of constantly exposing the birds to the toxins in the cigarette butts. That's what I was wondering. And the risk. Yeah. And the risk of them making them reliant on the food dispenser, which is like little hummingbirds, which if you have a hummingbird feeder, you got to be ready and on it and make sure that that is always kept with food in it or they will die because they become dependent on that source and then they will die because they come and there's no food there and they expend so much energy so that's why i've never had a hummingbird feeder i'm like god forbid i forgot it feels so bad I had one and when it got low, I would freak out. It made me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the reason I stopped, I now I have plants that attract butterflies yes. and hummingbirds totally. to help with pollination. Yep. You know, but um but I stopped because frequently I will buy praying mantis eggs sex <sighs> yes. because I love them. I do too. And I one of mine was camped out on my hummingbird feeder and I was afraid he was going to get yep. eaten, but no, they eat hummingbirds. Yep. Just a quick, scary Google search will show you that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think we may have even talked about that on the show once I before. We and did, you sent me a picture. I was horrified. I can't believe it, but yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to create a murder box no. for these little birdies to come to. I'll just plant things that they can come and get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because I love praying mantis and I they're I meat eaters. Too. They're meat eaters. You can have them as a pet and feed them raw hamburger off your finger. I mean, they're meat eaters. So I'm like, well, I'm just not going to set these hummingbirds up to be murdered. You're going to have to figure it out in nature. But (laughs) it's crazy, right? It is crazy. I like the idea of being able to work with crows in that way. But also part of me was like, why do we have to train them to clean up our mess? That feels like servitude of some sort, even though they're rewarded. It's like, "Mm, okay, but. Totally. Not with a not with a salary. No. And they also <laughs> a lot of cigarette butts end up in the ocean. Yeah. And well, that does and not need to be swallowed by I anything like, living in the ocean. What kind of carcinogens are left on those butts enough that if they're constantly picking them up, like how is that affecting their health? I know. Are they getting addicted? I don't know. There's weird things to think about there. I know. But it is an interesting idea. I do want to be friends with crows because they bring you presents. I know. Shiny things. Uh-huh. I just want them to like me. <laughs> me too. I, I really am fascinated by them. They're very, very smart. Very intelligent. Yeah. Yas. Yas. <laughs> Uh, I'm making fun of Jessica. I don't know if you guys saw, I posted on, I think we posted it on Rants and Raves Instagram too, of Jessica. We were, it was before we were recording and I was like, okay, are you ready? And Jessica just goes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh so hard. 
All right. Are we ready to get into our raves? Let's do it. Okay. So I'm up first for raves and mm-hmm. I'm going to read you. I'm going to tell you embarrassingly how I found this. Um, Not embarrassing at all. This is called Mothers to Mothers. And the well, a little bit it is because the reason I found it is that I was just scrolling through plant reels as I am wont to do on Instagram. Thank you to everybody who sends me plant or animal videos to watch. Rest assured, I watch every one of them. Um, and lo and behold, I scroll on to the next reel and it is the most beautiful man, maybe alive, Idris Elba. Yes. And his wife uh, has yeah. just taken a video of him like coyly smiling and slowly closing his eyes because he's madly in love with her and they're both mm-hmm. two gorgeous humans. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to punish myself and go, okay, look at her. She's so beautiful. Go to her page and see why you will never have Idris <laughs> okay. I do the same thing. <laughs> and this is how I found this because she's an ambassador for this this organization called Mothers to Mothers. I'm going to read you. Her name is Sabrina Elba. I'm going to read you her post, and then I'm going to give you a little information from the website. Mm -hmm. I just thought this was wonderful. So she says, as you all know, I'm deeply passionate about gender equity and raising the voices of and creating opportunities for women and girls across the African continent. That is why I'm thrilled to be joining at Mothers to Mothers, M2M, as an ambassador It's an African NGO that has recognized the transformational power of local women living with HIV to become agents of change in their communities. Employed and trained as frontline health workers, these mentor mothers help ensure that women, children, and adolescents in their communities across 10 African nations receive the health, education, services, and support they need. M2M's model of employing local women living with HIV as frontline health workers is so inspiring because it not only delivers health and well-being for communities, it also creates employment and empowerment opportunities for some of the most vulnerable and marginalized women in the world. Over the last 20 years, M2M has created jobs for over 11,000 women living with HIV in sub-Saharan Africa, and together they have reached over 13.5 million people with critical health services and education. I can't wait to see what the next 20 have in store. So what an amazing organization. You know, we've all known for many, many decades that Africa is absolutely torn apart by HIV. But we also know that these days, people, it's not necessarily a rapid killer. Right. The way that, at least not for us, right? Mm-hmm. So in empowering these women to be educated in medical services and all of these things, you know, so many people over there are living day to day with HIV. Yep. So not only are you addressing a health concern, but you are also giving these women a voice. Yes. You know, they're marginalized in their communities. Women, you know, when they have periods and stuff, they oust them from the villages. Like it's just very behind. And so I think this is an amazing, I'm going to go to the, I had it pulled up, but then um, while I was waiting on you, I Googled, my glasses give me pimples. How do I stop that? I so cannot. let me pull up, let me pull up the article. Uh, uh, so sorry, you dum-dum. Okay, so <laughs> there was no good advice, by the way, just so you know. Okay, so there it is, m2m.org. 
you can go to their website and there's all kinds of things you can watch about empowering women, all kinds of videos. They, I'm going to read you this little blurb here. There are many words to describe the profound impact of receiving an income for your professional efforts. Mm -hmm. We just kind of touched on this at the beginning of the show. Pride, security, confidence, self-respect, independence, satisfaction, recognition, fulfillment, achievement, and success. Now y'all, I am very blessed and very lucky, but I can identify with all of that too, Mm -hmm. because my career has taken a mega hit by this pandemic, mega. And I feel insecure. I feel invaluable. My confidence is shot. I don't feel independent. I feel as if I have to more rely on my husband than I ever have in our entire marriage. So I understand all of these things. And for them, multiply that times 100, man. When it comes to why we established a professionalized workforce of frontline community health workers throughout sub-Saharan Africa, we use all of these words and many others to describe this important ingredient in M2M's secret sauce that has seasoned our 20 years of success. Mm -hmm. But the word we use most often is empowered. By employing mentor mothers to serve M2M clients rather than relying on volunteer workforce, we create opportunities for these women to move beyond the initial fears and challenges that came with their own HIV diagnosis to a position of strength. As a mentor mother, they can establish and reinforce household financial security, help provide for their families' as immediate and long-term needs, reinforce their self-esteem and self-efficacy, contribute to organizational goals and feel more confident about their future. They empower themselves in ways they never previously imagined. Mm -hmm. We did not set out to become what is likely one of the world's largest intentional employers of women living with HIV. It happened as a result of our proven success, excellent health outcomes, the generosity of donors, which allowed us to hire more mentor mothers and the expansion of our model to additional African countries. countries. There's so much more I could read to you here. That's just absolutely fascinating. They have different tabs you can get on like hope, empowerment, all these things, introducing you to some of the doctors that are training them. Please check them out. You guys, this is just a random thing that I happen to come across on Mm -hmm. Instagram. I love it. Yeah. And it's m2m.org, Mothers to Mothers. Check them out if you want to get involved or can get involved and donate or whatever. You know, that would be a wonderful thing to do. It's It just sounds amazing to me. I love it. Thank you for bringing that, Dana. Yeah. And that is one of the, th- again, one of the beautiful things about social media is it yeah. connects people in yeah. a way that wasn't possible in the past. And I learn about a lot of things from doing yeah. like you going down the rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, what's this? Or this piques my interest. And I'm like, yeah. oh, where did this come from? Or blah, blah, blah. And I just keep going. Keep I going, mean, keep going. I was coveting her husband. That's how I found <laughs> Look, I, I across something really wonderful. I can't argue with that. <laughs> There's talks going on again about he might be the next uh, being bond. the next Bond. Oh, la, 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 trust me, trust me. I was in my... for that fight years ago. I mean, I liked yes. Daniel Craig; it was fine. But I was, I was a, I was an Idris Elba supporter. <laughs> Give me anything with Idris in it. Okay. Ugh. There's that new western on Netflix. I haven't I done it yet, but you best believe I will. Is that the one with Cumberbatch? Yes. No, 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 no. That's Power of the Dog. Oh yeah. This is a series and it's got Idris. It's got a bunch of people you would love in it. What? It's an all African American Western. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. 
It yeah. looks phenomenal. On I Netflix, watched it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't even remember the name, but it'll pop up quick. <laughs> I'm going to do a search for Idris when we <laughs> hang up and I'm going to find that right quick. That's cool. I saved that woman's video in my phone. <laughs> Just for a week, y'all. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. So I found my rave also. I find these sometimes because when I am talking with people through work or having to communicate, I always look at people's emails and then I'm oh, like their signature. Yes. Okay. Or just like what their email address is attached to their account. Cause I work for some nonprofits. Oh, so gotcha. I have found some other lovely nonprofits this way, including the one that I have for you today. Nice. This is called wild coast. Their website is wildcoast.org. And there is so much to take in on this website. Let me give you a little taste. They're an international team that conserves coastal and marine ecosystems and addresses climate change through natural solutions. We establish and manage protected areas, advocate for strong conservation policies, and work with communities to preserve healthy, thriving oceans and wild coastlines. So how you can help, they have projects that provide measurable conservation benefits with long-lasting impact. Through your support, we can continue to conserve our planet's most critical ecosystems. And they have a whole thing of how you can help them, volunteer with them donate Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Also, just to give you an idea before I read about, I chose one particular thing to focus on with this organization. I love seeing like how dollars go to work. So for $25, that installs buoys around a coral reef. For $75, that sponsors a student on a floating lab. $500 protects a mile of sea turtle habitat. And $1,000 conserves 10 acres of mangroves. Wow. Now, here's where it gets real interesting. I chose the mangrove project that they're working on because this is astonishing to me, the impact. Mangroves are a type of blue carbon ecosystem that sequester atmospheric carbon at a rate five times faster than terrestrial forests while storing up to 50 times more carbon than forests on land whoa so that's incredible isn't that insane mangroves if you guys aren't aware of what that is it's a type of tree that has a huge root system that grows into water there's a lot of manatees around mangroves and whatnot Anyways, the fact that they capture so much more carbon than regular trees, we need all the trees we can get on this planet, is fascinating to me. They're of special interest today as we work to reverse the impacts of the past hundred years of releasing excess carbon into the atmosphere. Our coastal ecosystems are incredibly efficient at removing harmful amounts of carbon from the atmosphere and can store it for thousands of years, making these areas key in the fight against climate change. If we are to address climate change, it is imperative that we not only reduce emissions globally, we also have to conserve and restore the natural ecosystems that help us sequester carbon and adapt to climate change. In the case of mangroves, these ecosystems provide shorelines against rising sea levels and dangerous Chubasco storm surges, as well as sequester carbon. With the support of sea trees, Wild Coast is working with women in Laguna San Ignacio to plant 40,000 mangroves over 25 acres of tidal zones, creating a habitat suitable for fish, shellfish, wildlife, 
and adapting to and mitigating climate change. Mujeres de El Datil are trained in mangrove environment, environmental services, seedlings collection, and planting techniques, as well as monitoring and maintenance of restored sites. Our collective efforts in the lagoon provide a clear model for how we can work at the local and global level to address climate change through natural solutions. It's all part of a larger project to protect mangrove forests throughout Mexico. Though through legal protection and management, Wild Coast has helped to conserve 38,336 acres of mangrove forests that store 3.5 million tons of carbon, equivalent to the emissions of 2.8 million cars driven in one year. Oh my gosh. So this is fascinating to me. And again, the fact that we're having to worry about this is yeah. insane that people, yes. uh, so many people still don't want to get on board, but don't get me started again. I wanted to be a marine biologist my whole life. Mm-hmm. The ocean is so important. It takes up three quarters of our planet. And I just don't know what it takes for people to understand the devastating effects of animals being poached, shit being dumped into the oceans. We could go on and on and on. Again, I always feel like we're preaching to the choir. We are so lucky that our listeners are like-minded. We don't expect everyone to love and agree with everything we say, but it seems like we're pretty like-minded in our little rants and raves family over here. (laughs) Yes. I just, uh, anything that we can do to help with these groups, again, we always say this, if everyone in the world volunteered one day a year to any organization, man, the world would be a better place. Indeed. Absolutely. Right? So check out wildcoast.org. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. My, my, my. We like to end the show talking about things we're into. I'm trying to think if I was into anything this week. I've been making things out of concrete, you guys. Yes. Except my last mixture. So I have a problem. I sometimes refuse to read directions. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's dumb. So I made some soupy flower pots and stuff that now (laughs) crumble in my hands. (laughs) You know what? Third time's a charm, you guys. Mm -hmm. That's right. Trial by error when you don't read directions, Dana. But I'm trying to think what I've been watching. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm putting the call out. Uh I don't know if any of us have these connections. We probably don't. But I just read that King of the Hill is having a revival. Oh, boy. I want to be on that show. Yes, please. Come on now. I know King of the Hill is Texas, (sighs) but I can pull that off. Hell yes. That's the only accent I can do is a Southern accent. Texas accent is a little bit different. I don't care. I'll learn. I'll learn it. I'll learn it. (laughs) We'll go to Berlitz. Does Berlitz do crash courses in Texan accents? What's Berlitz? It's like immersion. Like if you want to learn French or Spanish and like there are classes to really accelerate and put you into immersion. If you, I (laughs) contemplated doing that many times with French. Never happened. I have friends that their kids are in, you know, immersion schools. Yeah. For like Japanese and things like that. It's amazing. It is really amazing. I'm very devastated I'm not bilingual because by all accounts, I should be. Same. I know. But I'm the dumb dumb that didn't make my kid bilingual either. I know. <laughs> I don't mean I know you're the dumb. I'm just saying, like, yes, because kids absorb it like sponges. Yes. One of, uh, 
my niece's is in French immersion. And when I hear that little voice with her beautiful pronunciation, yes. I'm always like, say something else to me. She's like, like what? I'm like, anything. Just talk in French. Aww. <laughs> I was watching, you know, no biggie, just doing some virtual reality tours of castles. Um, (laughs) And there was a guy, the guy hosting it, they're called like Abandoned Bros or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, Hmm. he was Dutch. And I don't think, like, he sounded very, he had a French accent to me. And then when he said, I can't read French because he was in an abandoned French Mm -hmm. castle from the 17th century. I was like, what do you mean you can't read French? You sound French to me. That's how much I know. He was a Dutch. Dutch? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, that's what I've been doing, y'all. I've been uh, doing virtual hilarious. reality tours of castles. I'm like, if I can't go anywhere, I'll just put on goggles and pretend I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you not watch Ozark? No, ma'am. We've talked Oh, yeah. We've talked, I'm sorry. I well, don't like how it portrays my people. I just finished part one of the final season, and man, does it deliver. Does it? It's so good. So Ozark, I'm all in. I can't wait. Apparently in like three more months, they're going to drop the second half. Also, <laughs> Euphoria season two. Okay. I can't get into that because I know that it's there's a lot of hard stuff, and I'm not in the mood for I know. emotional no, exactly. investment. However- It's not for everyone. That is not a show where I'm like, you will watch it. I've heard absolutely it's fantastic. Not. Yeah, I've heard it's absolutely but it's, fantastic. it's not a happy show. Correct. Uh-huh. However, did you see our French our French on Hartmere? This is a callback to Mrs. Doubtfire. I may have sent it to you. It was a meme and it was like copying the Euphoria poster, only it said Euphigenia. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was... I believe. Yes. Many people sent that to me and I was <laughs> out of my mind. It's perfect. It was so funny. <laughs> it says feel something pop it. <laughs> <laughs> is it euphigenia or euphigenia euphigenia doubtfire dear specializing in the education and entertainment of children i'm a hip-hop and granny who can yo-yo make a wicked cup of cocoa why is that space taken up in your brain <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious oh boy i know that movie by heart and i, I just Oh God, I I, I can't. I it will be here for another half an hour if I open up the Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> quotes Pandora's box. Yeah, the okay. quotes <laughs> when when Alan was in Canada for a very long period of time, he sent me the movie. Via, uh, he sent me a DVD of it, and it had no name. And I thought some creep was stalking me. I'm like, who the hell sent me this? There's no return address. There's not even a Did note. Anyone put a note? It was Alan. <laughs> My friend in Boston sent me some stickers. One of them is Mrs. Doubtfire with the meringue face. And it says, hello. I love that. And then the other one is. scene is so brilliant. It's, you guys, if you are listening to this, can you just freaking watch that movie? And if you have kids, watch it with them. It's a family friendly movie. And you will cry laughing through the whole thing. And you will cry. You will. When you it see does have Robin to do Williams with, talk about his kids. Yes, because there is. It is a story about a family who going uh, divorce. is going through a divorce. Yes, so it, there are some like sad emotional moments <sighs> yes. with the breakdown of a family, but it's yes. also really beautiful and yes. and how they learn how to work together to to make a family unit, even though it's separate. 
Yes. So, and you see him dressed like a woman. You're probably like, oh, this is one of those hokey movies. It's just so not. And I'm telling you, it really, really holds up. It's hilarious. It's poignant. I can't say enough about it. First of all, Major Rob and Williams. I mean, also, what is his name? He has a voice like this. Harvey Firestein. Yes. (laughs) So good. Daniel's brother. Helps him get his mask. (laughs) And Sally Field is... She's His so cute. Wife. Oh my God. Pierce Brosnan. The new, uh, the new just, boyfriend. I mean, it's cute. It yeah. To me, it's, it's so like great. I also really love Birdcage. Like it's it's always yeah. good. It, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. We're artsy people, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I like to end. We talk about what we've been watching. Clearly, I've just been going on virtual tours, spending time under the ocean and in abandoned castles. Um, <laughs> Jessica believes that I am from a drug-filled, horrible place of hillbillies <laughs> by watching Ozark. Uh, <laughs> and then I'd like to give you a point to ponder. We're coming to the end of my list of, like, myths Mm-hmm. That we've been doing the last couple of weeks, right? Yep. This one's an interesting one to me. Here we go. This is true or false. Mm-hmm. Poor posture leads to body pain. Uh, true. Interesting. I would have said that too, but it says that's actually rarely the case. There's no scientific evidence that accurately links posture, huh. good or bad, with pain. In fact, there was a study that determined that people who are experiencing body pain do not have different postures from those who are pain-free. So- If you're noticing any pain in relation to your posture, it could be that you're looking for pain. The pain you may be experiencing is more likely due to age and infrequent movement or exercise. Another study compared two groups of people with and without shoulder pain and found that there was no difference in shoulder posture or movement between these two groups. Are you still not convinced, Jessica? Because there's another study that examined people without back pain to determine if it's because of their posture. Even these people who were pain-free had a slumping posture, and it had no effect on their spinal curve. So if you're looking to improve any postural pain, it's more helpful to keep moving and regularly change from a poor position to another poor position instead of letting your body adapt to one specific position for several hours. There is no perfect posture. I am very surprised. So... Basically, I'm giving us all permission this week to be hunched over like Grinches and not damage our bodies. I've got to sway back like a broken down mare. I was certain that's why I have back pain. I feel like a lot of dancers have sway backs. Are you a dancer? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not since 87. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. So this is how I know we're getting super old because Mm -hmm. have you been seeing all these videos of little kids and they're asking them what do you think it's like to be born in the 90s and they're like so old Mm -hmm. they're now calling it the 1900s our generation (laughs) what that's a hundred years you can't you can't say 1900s like come on we didn't even have the right to vote in 1900 How about I leave you with this, Dana? Someone posted this yesterday, and this is so timely to what you're saying, because this literally took my breath away. When you realize that 1970 and Mm -hmm. 2022 are as far apart as 1970 and 1918. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And that is a staggering, sobering fact. I... 
honestly am a little shocked that you slapped me in my face and ear holes with that. I know. Right as we were getting ready to be on. I know. What's wrong with you? When you see something damaging, you don't give it to someone else you love. <laughs> Hilarious. That is truly sobering. It's crazy. It's like one of those things where you hear that statistic of like, there was like 300 years between like when Cleopatra was alive and when the pyramids were actually built. And you're like, what? I thought it was the same week. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, time. I'll never understand you. Same. But also, I'm really mad at you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel old as hell. Yes. That's worse than saying 1900s. I know. Oh, Jessica, I will love you till we die in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're in our death throes. (laughs) Uh, Uh, We're so young at heart. uh, I love you in 2022 and I'll love you in 2052, 30 years from now. Is that how I get (laughs) 30 more years? You're like, that's the deadline, Dana. And then if you're still alive, I don't love you anymore. I was just looking for a rhyme. Oh, did it work? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't have rhyming skills. <laughs> I love you, Jessica. I love you too. This is always such a great way to start the week. And it is. I enjoy our listeners. You guys are amazing. Please keep sending us. I think we both found our own raves this week. So if you've, you guys have any good news stories, raves mm-hmm. you want to send in, Jessica, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of us? Send it in to the Rants and Raves podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at raves underscore the. We are on Twitter. The Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com is our direct email. And then you can also go to our website, hit the contact button, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. We thank you for your support and we welcome your thoughts. Absolutely. Send us any good news stories, any raves you've got. We've said before, if you're selling your wares, Mm -hmm. you know, let us know. We'll try and promote a little bit. Absolutely. Um, We uh, also, if you have feedback on something that we've talked about, you know, we're open to doing mindfulness corners. If you're Mm -hmm. like, no, you were, I think you were definitely wrong. Or if you're like, I think you were definitely right. And here's why. And want to add, please feel free. Absolutely. We're a community here and we're open and love hearing from you guys. That's right. Jessica, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. You too. I don't want you to leave any rosé anywhere you go. I won't. Other than down my esophageal tube. Okay, euphigenia. <laughs> I, I don't know what is wrong with me. Clearly. I don't know what's wrong with me. We cannot end this show. I know. Let's it's time say, to go. Let's just say one, two, three, bye. Okay. Okay, but I love you. I love you too. Okay, one. Two, Two, three. three. Bye. Bye.